0: Well, hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch. And uh, if you're listening to The Andy Storch Show, this is a show where we can come together to starve our fears, to follow our dreams, and to fulfill our true potential. And uh, sometimes that involves doing wild and crazy things. For instance, I'm doing this uh, episode on Facebook Live with blue paint in my beard because my daughter Uh, painted my beard last night when we went to a yoga glow hosted by my friend Alex Queller. Really awesome and um, cool to have people joining me. What's up, Michael? What's up, Raghu? Um, Good to see you. And um, I want to start with a story uh, that will lead into a lesson here. Uh, Last summer, we took a family vacation up to Yellowstone and Montana. And uh, one of the last days we were up there, I uh, decided to go for a hike and uh, my wife stayed back with the kids. And I went out for an early morning hike. It was around 7 a.m. Uh, and I was out for a couple hours hiking this beautiful trail along this ridge in this valley in uh, Montana uh, near Chico Hot Springs, where we were staying. And on the way back, at, uh, you know, before I went out, I should say, uh, the people at the front desk of the hotel we were staying warned me that, hey, there is some, you know, definitely some grizzly bear activity. You might want to take this bear spray with you. And so they, gra- they gave me a can of bear spray. And, um, I had done a lot of hiking and backpacking years back and had used, not used bear spray, but carried it before. I'd never had to use it before. So I had an idea of what it was for, how to use it. I still asked them for a refresher and they gave it to me. Um, But of course, I always wonder, uh, you know, when you're in the moment, how likely are you to be able to use, um, you know, the spray if a bear is charging at you? But nonetheless, I carried it with me and uh, I forgot an important rule or lesson Uh, when you're out um, hiking in a bear country that you need to make noise when you're going around corners so that you don't startle a bear. That's really important. And I forgot about that. So I was out hiking quietly for a couple hours. Uh, I went about an hour out and then I turned around and I came back and I was nearly back to where the hotel, the lodge was in the mountains there. And I turned a corner and as I turned the corner, I looked up on the trail and there in front of me was a giant grizzly bear. And when I say giant, you know, maybe not the biggest bear ever, but he, he or she was uh, much larger than I am, right? And it was uh, sitting in the middle of the trail, foraging, eating, whatever it was doing, um, reading a book, I have no idea, uh, but right in the middle of the trail, not off the trail, not a 100 feet away, but right in the trail, about a 100 feet in front of me. So pretty close, maybe even less than 100 feet. It felt like 10 feet, but probably more like 100 feet Uh, and pretty close. And the bear looked at me and I looked at the bear and we both sort of froze. I mean, really froze like time stopped as we were looking at each other. And then before I could do anything, think to do anything or figure out what to do, the bear just bolted, took off up this hill into the woods because, you know, the bear was as scared of me as I was of it, even though I posed no threat to that bear. Um, Luckily, you know, the bear was wild and was scared of me, didn't associate me with food or anything like that. Um, So, uh, hey, Joyce, hey, Brian, hey, Michelle, I sized him up. (laughs) He sized me up. Exactly. Right, Michael. Um, So it was at that moment after the bear took off that the fear started to really set in because it took a moment for that fear to hit me. And then I was, you know, really scared. Like I was at a death, uh, you know, facing a deathly situation there and wondering to myself, would I have been able to take out that bear spray that was attached to my hip and actually use it? You know, you're supposed to point it down in front of where the bear is charging, if a bear is charging at you. And the idea is that, you know, it's like pepper spray. The bear won't like it. It will turn around and leave, right? Um, Would I have the, the, you know, the mind, would I be able to do that? And would the bear react the way I would want the bear to react? And I don't know the answer to that question. Thankfully, the bear uh, acted responsibly, I think, and ran away from me, right? Um, but I was, I was frozen with fear. Now, why does this happen? Biologically, scientifically, we have something in our brains called the amygdala. And the amygdala is our... Um, our fear response mechanism essentially when we're faced with a dangerous situation the amygdala takes over and decides whether we should either fight flee or freeze up uh, or maybe even do whatever we can to appease um, the the threat that's in front of us right that's our decision fight flee freeze or appease and in this case i froze right i didn't run the other way and you're not supposed to run when you see a bear because they might chase you Um, so I did essentially the right thing. And luckily the bear decided to run away. Um, but the amygdala took over and that's really important. We, we hear sometimes if you're into personal development or you study science, biology, whatever you hear about the amygdala being, um, something that causes, you know, people to get really angry and it's true and it causes a lot of problems for people and it's true. And I'll tell you why in a moment, but in that moment, it was good for me. It was great that it saved me because I froze up. I didn't keep walking towards the bear and go, Hey bear, what's going on? Because the amygdala told me, this is a scary situation. You need to stop. And for thousands of years, all of humanity, the amygdala has saved many people because it, it flares up in, um, scary situations and takes over your brain. And, uh, I heard a quote on this recently that I loved, which was that, um, you know, your, uh, you know, people that, did not use their amygdala properly or did not react properly in scary situations are not your ancestors, right? They didn't survive. They got eaten by a tiger or a bear or killed by someone or whatever it is, right? So the amygdala often saves people's lives. You, You know when to freeze up or when to run away or even when to fight if you need to. Now here's the problem. As we have evolved as humans and society has evolved, but our brains have not really evolved at the speed of society. The amygdala does not know the difference between a bear standing on the path in front of you like it was for me or an email from your boss or a comment from your spouse or um, something uh, a guy says to you at a bar that somehow threatens your manliness or your ego or whatever it is. Your amygdala actually doesn't know the difference between a real um, uh, deathly situation and a social threat. And so what happens is that a lot of people uh, while we think most of the time we use uh, what's called our frontal cortex in our brain um, to reason and to use logic and to think about things um, when something happens that we that makes us feel threatened our amygdala takes over and that's why when you get that email from someone a client or a coworker or your boss that you don't like right and I, it has happened to me it happened to me about three weeks ago someone sent me an email and um asked me about doing a job and basically asked me to lower my rates for seemingly no reason and uh, i immediately kind of got that that trigger angry response like well why you know are you just doing this because you don't respect my time and i started writing out this angry response right this is why we write out those angry responses we end up sending those angry responses sometimes because our amygdala takes over and logic is out the door. The cortex is, is, is off to the side and the amygdala has taken over and we're out the door. It's out the door. And then we end up sending an angry email and that we regret, right? Or angry text message or saying mean things to our spouse or our friends or other people or getting in that fight at the bar you know, with someone because they have somehow threatened your ego, even though if you think about it logically, like who cares? I don't even know them. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, but the amygdala takes over and we fight or flee. And so this happens in social situations. It happens all the time. If you're listening to this, or you're watching this, you might be thinking like, yeah, I've gotten an email like that recently or a text message that, that really bothered me. And I just wanted to write back, like screw you. Right. Or maybe you just wanted to run away. Like I just wanted to run away and hide. And I didn't even want to deal with the situation. Um, I have been there Hundreds of times, so I know all of you have been as well, and um, it's natural it's it's human biology because our brain was developed in a way to keep us alive and help us survive threatening situations and as I said we're now in the 21st century i'm recording this in June of two thousand and nineteen uh, we don 't have many uh, real threats to our lives anymore. you know I ran into that bear because I took this nice trip into montana, but on a daily basis, there are not many threats to my life that I need to respond to, right? I mean, every now and then something might happen, a car could go careening off the street or something like that, but it's pretty rare. Uh, But yet our brain is almost always on guard for threatening situations. So how do we deal with this? How do we stop the amygdala from taking over? Uh, The answer is actually pretty simple and you've probably heard the advice before, but maybe you didn't listen to it or you dismissed it, And if you've ever been really stressed or angry or upset, and someone said to you, hey, uh, Mike, take a breath. It's going to be okay. That is actually what you need to do. There's science that shows that this will help you. And I've heard other people talk about the importance of this. There are books out about this. There's research behind this. Um, There are different ways to go about it. I think the key is when you see yourself faced with a stressful situation, um, you have to ask yourself yourself. You know, why is this making me angry? And then stop it. take a breath. Actually take three deep breaths. If you're listening or you're watching, I want you to take one with me now. Ready? Inhale. Exhale. Doesn't that make you feel better already? It makes me feel better. Um, things are going to be okay. I like to also connect back to uh, my bigger purpose. Is this really that important or is it not? or is it a threat to my purpose? So there's also science um, connected to this on why people get so angry in certain social situations. And the reason is, not that people are resistant to change or new ideas or communicating with people or hearing what other people have to say, it's that people resist threats to their purpose and um, they also resist uh, changes to uh, what they are against. So I'm actually just looking at some notes now that I have from a program I ran recently. And people have things that they're for, their purpose, and they have things that they're against. And threats to those things are what often set people off. And that's when you really need to take a breath and ask yourself, why am I acting this way? What is this threatening for me? So if your boss sends you an email About, uh, you know, they are unhappy with some work you did recently and it gets you really upset or anxious. Um, You might connect it to, well, I really want to get promoted because I want to do well here. Um, I want to be successful in my career and you could even ask yourself, why is that? And be honest with yourself about why is it? Is it because you just want to make more money so you can build a bigger house or buy a nicer car or have a nicer life with your family? Is it because uh, you're trying to prove something to your family and to your peers um, and you want more admiration? Is it because, um, you want to, um, learn something new or get as far as some other people are in an organization? There can be many reasons, right? Uh, and there's also the the against that you're avoiding. So if you feel like you're being criticized at work, well, what does that mean? What can that lead to? Well, if I'm being criticized at work, someone's giving me negative feedback and telling me I'm not doing a very good job, uh, this could eventually lead to them saying, he is not very good at his job, or she is not very good at her job, and we might need to let them go. And if you get let go, that's a threat to your well-being because you've probably got a mortgage and a car payment and a family uh like me uh I don't have a car payment but I do have a mortgage and a family and a lot of bills and um I'm running my own business now but I have clients and if my client says, you know, I'm letting you go or in my uh, when I used to have a job they said we're letting you go, that's a major threat to my well-being and what I'm trying to do because uh I'm not longer able to pay the bills. We might be out on the street. I don't know what we're going to happen, right? Most likely I'd be able to get another job, um, but it's the threat of what we're against. What we're against is um, having a terrible life or living on the street or living poorly. Um, We want to be able to have a great life. Nice. Mick says, nice work, Papa Smurf. Thank you. Referring to the blue in my beard, my daughter uh, used some blue paint to color my beard and my face at a yoga glow last night and uh, decided to keep it in today. Uh, so we have threats when we we get stressed, anxious, angry. Uh, a lot of this is fear that we are our purpose is being threatened or uh, what we're against is um, sort of being you know coming to light that we might lose our job, or we might lose a loved one, um, we might lose a friend. Uh, I get really anxious about social situations because I don't like rejection. I really love people. And if I think that a friend doesn't like me for some reason, um, that's what makes me anxious or stressed. But I can tell you, and I get this comment and compliment from friends, that this does not happen to me as much as it used to or it does, or it happens to other people. I don't get that stressed about things. I don't get upset when um, bad things happen, when I lose a client, or um, more likely I lose things all the time. I've left iPads on planes. I had lost my keys recently. I had to get a new key made to my van. That's a whole other story uh, that cost me a bunch of money um, because they're not very detail-oriented. And um, these things happen, and I know a lot of people would get really stressed, anxious, angry, and I don't as much anymore. Now, why is that? I believe, strongly, it is because of my practice of daily meditation because I meditate every single day. In fact, today uh, is uh, 800 days in a row using the daily Calm app. Uh, I'm a big fan of Calm, but there are plenty of other apps out there you can use to meditate. And I'm a big fan of meditation. And um, I personally think it's done a lot for me, but you don't have to take my word for it. There's science behind this as well. Plenty of science and research that will show that people who meditate regularly, gain more patience, more calm, and it actually can reduce the size of your amygdala. That thing in your brain that goes off anytime you are faced with a threatening situation, especially in a social situation, um, the meditation can help reduce the size of that and therefore uh, reduce the likelihood that you're going to freak out because you got that email from your boss or because you something happened, someone cut in line uh, in front of you at the grocery store or uh, in a parking lot took your parking space. Like who cares? Meditation increases your mindfulness and your patience and your ability to look at that situation that really sets people off. And I mean, I forget how much it can. It's so funny. Uh, A couple weeks ago I was up in Pennsylvania uh, for a conference and I was driving with my friend Ken and I merged in front of this guy, this truck, uh, with a safe amount of space and my blinker on and I looked back and the guy was flipping me the bird. I mean, he was legitimately angry that I had merged in front of him, somehow taken his space. And like, I can't even comprehend that level of anger over such an inconsequential thing that, you know, doesn't even affect his life. Uh, But a lot of people choose to get angry about all kinds of different things and they blame other people right? They think that it's other people that are doing those things to you, but it's not. They're doing it. It's in themselves. They're letting themselves get angry. And if you get angry about things that people around you do, I want you to realize that it is not them that make you feel that way. It is you that make you feel that way. Only you can control your thoughts and feelings. And I'm not saying it's easy to control those things. I'm not saying I don't get upset or anxious um, or angry about stuff because I absolutely do. Um, or stressed or whatever, um, but it happens less often to me than I think to most people. And it's because of my daily practice of meditation and the, how that has improved my mindfulness and ability to look at things and take a breath and connect back to what's most important to me and realize that, you know, yeah, I lost my keys. It cost me a couple hundred bucks or yeah, this person cut me off and it might take me an extra two minutes to get a, find a parking spot, but it doesn't really matter because I still have my family, I have my health. Uh, life is good. Life is really good, and I'm not going to let those people make me angry. Now, again, things are going to happen that are going to come up, and so my uh, tips for you if you want to live a happier, healthier life and you want to avoid these types of situations is practice daily meditation, step one. Um, If you're not used to it, you haven't done it before, find an app um, that that provides guided meditation. Uh, Again, I'm a fan of the uh, Calm app. However, there are many others out there. A lot of people love Breathe, um, or Headspace, or Insight Timer, uh, 10% Happier. By the way, 10% Happier is a great book if you are somehow if you're cynical about meditation, uh, by Dan Harris, uh, fantastic book about his um, uh, research into meditation and mindfulness and enlightenment, uh, and from someone who's dealt with a lot of stress and anxiety, right? Um, so regular meditation can really help you uh, with dealing with stressful situations. Um, And for you, it may may not be strict meditation. Maybe if you're very religious uh, or Christian that you might start every morning with some silent prayer uh, or just some silent breathing, any type of breathing exercises. Uh, I know Tony Robbins is a big fan of doing some deep breathing every morning and a lot of people do that as well. Um, Any and all of this will help you on a, if you do it on a regular basis, uh, I treat it like going to the gym. For me, it's exercise for my mind. I think it makes my brain stronger uh, and more resilient and able to handle different situations easier. And I think if you see it that way, uh, you, you're able to prioritize it more and it's going to help you through stressful situations. And then uh, the second thing is for in the moment, remember that when you, are, when you get that email, when you're upset, when you're angry about something that someone did, uh, stop before you reply to them, before you send that email, before you send that text, uh, before you make a decision or do something else, stop and take three deep breaths. Three deep breaths and then think about how is this threatening what you're for? Uh, What is this doing? What is this bringing to light about what you're against? Is this really that important in the grand scheme of things? And if you need help, seek counsel. Ask friends for help with the situation. Don't be afraid to ask for help to be vulnerable and say, hey, I'm really stressed about this. What do I do? I find the more and more I do that, the more help I get and the less stressed I am. So that is my advice for you today. I'm a big fan of daily meditation. Um, to keep me more mindful, more calm, more patient. I think it can do the same for you, especially if you deal with any type of anxiety or regular stress. All of this is fear, by the way. It's all fear in different ways. It's your amygdala acting up. You're afraid of certain things happening to you or for you, whatever it is. And uh, daily meditation can absolutely help with that. I'm gonna be talking more about that in the future because it has helped me greatly. Um, As of today, 800 days in a row using daily calm. Over 1,300 sessions using Calm. Uh, Meditation has been very helpful for me. I know it can be for you, but it could also be silent prayer, devotions, uh, just breathing, whatever it is. Take some time to take some breaths. Take a walk outside without a device and just look around and breathe and breathe some fresh air. And when you're faced with that tough moment, take a couple breaths. I promise you it will be helpful. And if it is or if it isn't, uh, let me know what you think, send me your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. I'm so grateful for all of you. uh, And uh, I hope that you take a deep breath and you have a fantastic weekend. Cheers.